Just 10 days out from the start of the season, we're going to continue to look at the opponent in that opener in Nebraska. Today, we're going to focus on the skill position players. All right, welcome in to Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen for anything and everything Northwestern. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, really anywhere. Totally free to listen, totally free to subscribe, and rate us five stars, whatever you want to Whatever you want to want to rate us or comment. We also are now on YouTube, going on day three right now, so look for us there. Uh, be sure to subscribe to that, and don't miss out on any of our daily videos. Now, we know that we have started to look at Nebraska for the season opener. Well, today, we're going to start looking at the skill position players, and we're going to start with receivers, then we're going to talk a little bit about the tight ends, and then we're going to finish up with the running backs. These are the the players that this Northwestern defense that is looking to take a significant step forward from last season after a significant dip from that 2020 season, they will face out on the perimeter, that uh, they will face between the tackles running the ball and in the red zone with the tight ends. So we're going to start off with the receivers. Nebraska has a new receivers coach. Mickey Joseph, who has 23 years of college coaching experience, is uh, most recently was the receivers coach at LSU from 2017 to 2021, which if you've been keeping up with LSU football at all in recent years, they've had some pretty daggum good receivers. If you look over that span, in that five-year span, they had Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, DJ Chark, Russell Gage, Terrace Marshall, Racy McMath, and all, all those guys drafted in, in the NFL draft. And then they have Kayshawn Boutte, who's going to be picked after this next year. But Mickey Joseph was part of that 2019 LSU coaching staff that went on to win the national championship. So he's somebody who has coached at the highest level, has produced elite talent in, in that in that five years at LSU, six players drafted in the NFL draft. Boutte will be next. It'll make it seven. Uh, two first-rounders and two second-rounders in that span. Of course, you have Justin Jefferson, who is a top-five receiver already two years into his NFL career. And, I mean, if you're playing fantasy football this year in the NFL, he may be the second second receiver off the board. And that behind... Uh, Cooper Cup, and then you had Jamar Chase, who last year in his rookie season won NFL Rookie of the Year, uh, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, that is. So he clearly can develop talent, and he's already made an impact in this Nebraska receivers room because he's brought somebody with some experience with him in Trey Palmer, a transfer from LSU, and we'll get to him in just a little bit. But we need to start with the losses that Nebraska is having in that wide receivers room. And we're going to start with Samore Toure out of Portland, Oregon, 6'3", 190-pound receiver, who was the leading receiver on this Nebraska team in 2021. He was on the 2021 Bolitnikoff Award watch list, was third-team All-Big Ten according to Pro Football Focus, was All-Big Ten honorable mention according to the media, 
He's a former Montana transfer, which in his time in Montana, he lit it up. He was the 2019 uh, FCS All-American. He has the FCS playoff record for receiving yards in a game when he had 303 yards in the 2019 playoffs against Southeastern Louisiana. Also, he has the Mon- he has Montana records all over the place. He has the single-season yardage record with 1,495 yards in that 2019 season. The receptions record for that season as well with 82. And the single-game Montana receiving yard, uh, yards record with 303 in that playoff game against Southeastern Louisiana. He also has the Nebraska record for 100-yard receiving games in a season. And, and that's he had five last year in 2021. So in his career... He he was somebody in his career at Nebraska. He caught forty six balls for eight hundred ninety eight yards, five touchdowns, carried the ball eight times for sixty three yards and a touchdown as well. But he was the leading receiver on this Nebraska team in twenty twenty one. He's somebody that wasn't a very highly rated guy coming out of high school, but you know developed into a player that was pretty dangerous and is a significant piece that Nebraska has to replace in that receiver's room going into this 2022 season. Also with him, you have Levi Falk, who last season had 18 receptions for 223 yards and a touchdown, and he also had a rush for 18 yards. So between the two, you have to, Nebraska is looking to replace 64 receptions for 1,121 yards, six touchdowns, also nine rushes, 81 yards, and a touchdown. They accounted for 29% of Nebraska's catches last season, 39% of the receiving yards, and 42% of the receiving touchdowns. So in the receiver's room, that's a decent chunk that you have to replace, and you really have to start looking at the guys returning in this 2022 season to, to find out who's going to fill that role. So the person who's going to... to lead this Nebraska receiving core uh, of the returners is Omar Manning, a senior out of Lancaster, Texas, six foot four, 225 pounds. So very, very big frame. He, uh, out of high school, he went to TCU and then went to Kilgore College for junior college and has now found his way back to the Power Five level at Nebraska. He was a JUCO All-American. He was a second-team JUCO All-American in 2019. 2020, he did not uh, report any stats. 2021, uh, he had 26 receptions for 380 yards and two touchdowns. So as far as the true returners in this receiving core, he's the guy to keep an eye on. He's the guy that Nebraska fans are probably expecting to step up and immediately take that lead role. Uh, he was a four-star in the 2017 class coming out of high school, the number 158 national player in the country, number 26 wide receiver, and the number 25 player in the state of Texas. Coming out of junior college in 2020, he was a four-star, the number six junior college player in the country, the number one junior college wide receiver, and the number one junior college player in the state of Texas. In junior college, he had 50 catches for 1,029 yards and 10 touchdowns over two seasons. He's also a 2017 U.S. Army All-American. Um, so he played in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl game. 
Uh, very large frame, like we said before, and is somebody that Nebraska is counting on to replace that that two-ray roll of 800 plus yards. I mean, and there's still more there's still more yards to 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 make up even in that receivers room. Next would be Xavier Betts, a junior out of Bellevue, Nebraska, 6'2", pounds. So another guy who who is not small by by any stretch of the Im- imagination. Uh, in his career, in 2020, he had 12 receptions for 131 yards and a touchdown. And last season, he had 20 receptions for 286 yards. Did not have a touchdown in the receiving game, but carried the ball three times for 109 yards and a touchdown. He also returns kicks, so keep an eye on that in the opener. In, in the 2020 recruiting class, he was a four-star he was the number 112 player in the country, number 20 wide receiver, and the number one player in the state of Nebraska. He is the other name that Nebraska fans are looking to step up in this matchup against a an experienced and talented Northwestern DBs group. But So he's actually higher rated coming out of high school than Omar Manning was, but these two are the ones to keep an eye on primarily of the returners. But other guys to look for are guys like Alante Brown, sophomore out of Chicago, Illinois, 5'11", 190, uh, went to Simeon High School in, in Chicago, and then went to St. Thomas More Prep in Connecticut. In 2020, he had three catches for 41 yards and one rush for 18 yards. Last year, three receptions for 30 yards. He also returns kicks. Uh, he's received a lot of praise from from Mickey Joseph in this in this spring and fall camp. He's somebody who you could see step up in that third receiver role. In the 2020 recruiting class, he was a three-star. He was the number one prep player in the country, the number one prep wide receiver, and the number one prep player in the state of Illinois, obviously. Uh, coming out of high school in that 2019 class, so the year before, he was a three-star as well. He was the number 632 player in the country, number 76 wide receiver, and number four player in the state of Illinois. So that's according to the 247 composite. According to 247's rankings itself, he was actually rated higher as a four-star. Next, you have a guy like Brody Belt, a junior out of Omaha, Nebraska. 5'9", 185 pounds. So by far the smallest guy that we have mentioned so far went to Miller West High School. Uh, as a guy who has played running back and wide receiver to this point in his career, in 2019, he had five rushes for 32 yards. 2020, he did not record any stats. And 2021, he had 10 rushes for 48 yards, six receptions for 68 yards. He returns a lot of kicks. He's He was unranked in the 2018 recruiting class. He's a walk-on. Uh, but what makes him special is Mickey Joseph loves this kid. So you will find him on the field in some capacity. He could be in the slot. He could be, he really, he has some versatility to him where he can line up anywhere on the field. And he could be a guy who creates matchup problems for Northwestern. But Mickey Joseph called him probably the best football player on this Nebraska team heading into 2022 and praised his football IQ. So look out for him to kind of be this, 
this Swiss Army knife. I, I honestly, he kind of, especially being at Nebraska and being a walk-on, rings a whole lot of Danny Woodhead bells to me. It's just, he's a guy that seems to have Danny Woodhead written all over him. It'll be interesting to see what role he cars out in this 2022 Nebraska offense and how he's used in this opener right off the bat against Northwestern in Dublin. Now, you do have some new additions, and we're going to focus mainly on the transfers because because the freshmen are more likely to kind of get buried by the experience of the transfers and the returners on this roster. But as we mentioned before, Mickey Joseph came over from LSU. He brought somebody with him, and that is Trey Palmer, a junior out of Kentwood, Louisiana. Six foot one, 190 pounds. Kentwood High School, played at LSU. Uh, in 2019, he had a single reception for six yards. In 2020, he saw his role expand. Ten receptions, 108 yards. And 2021, 30 receptions, 344 yards, three touchdowns. Returns a lot of kicks and a lot of punts. Had a punt return for a touchdown in 2019 and a kick return for a touchdown in 2020. So he is dangerous in the return game. Would not shock me at all if he becomes the lead return guy for this Nebraska team. He's an explosive athlete. He is dangerous in the open field. And he will be on the field in Dublin. And he's going to be a matchup problem just with his speed and his his quickness in the open field. He was a four-star in the 2019 recruiting class, the number 112 player in the country, number 18 wide receiver, and the number six player in the state of Louisiana. So coming out of high school, uh, all the recruiting services recognized his talent. And that's how a guy from Louisiana, a four-star, ended up at LSU, a place that was well-known at the time for pumping out high-level receivers But next up, you have Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, a junior out of 29 Palms, California. Six foot, 185 pounds, went to 29 Palms High School, uh, went to Saddleback College, and then ended up at New Mexico State, which is when, when he transferred. After that, he transferred to Nebraska, which is where he is right now. In 2020, He had five receptions for 61 yards. 2021, he had 37 receptions for 578 yards, four touchdowns, and one rush for six yards at New Mexico State. He's another guy who can return kicks. They have plenty of guys in this receiver's room who can handle duties, returning kicks, returning punts. It's it's a pretty explosive, versatile group, and they all have very interesting different skill sets. It'll be interesting to see how they're used in this opener on August 27th. But in recruiting, he was not highly rated. Two-star in the 2020 class, according to the 247 rankings, he was not ranked in the 247 composite. He was the number 45 junior college wide receiver and the number 81 junior college player in the state of California. So that's your look at your receivers. A lot of different pieces a lot of guys who have a little experience. I wouldn't say there's anybody who who jumps off the page right now as this guy is going to be an absolute matchup nightmare, a problem, somebody who 
could take this experienced Northwestern DBs group for for 150 yards and a couple touchdowns in the opener, um, especially in a in a new offense with a new quarterback and plenty of fresh faces. It'll be interesting. I think there will be a feeling out process over the course of this first game for for Nebraska's receivers because the roles have not like there's a big hole in that two ray role and somebody's going to have to fill it. So in just a couple minutes, we're going to start talking about these tight ends and and that's going to be a group that you know has another another staple of the offense that they're going to have to replace. So it's going to be interesting to see how they piece that together. So that's going to be what is next. You're hanging out with some of your friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads. To save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, so now that we've talked about the the wide receivers, we're going to move to the other pass catchers on this offense. We're going to look at the tight ends. And the big loss of this tight ends room is Austin Allen out of Aurora, Nebraska, an enormous human being, which is just seems to be a just constant theme when we talk about this Nebraska team. Six foot nine, 255 pounds. This guy may have been the most important piece of this, this 2021 Nebraska offense and is going to be a huge part to replace for them going into 2022. He was a team captain on the 2021 team. He was 2021, the 2021 Big Ten tight end of the year. First team all Big Ten, according to the media. Second team all Big Ten, according to the coaches. He was on the 2021 Mackey Award watch list. He was the 2021 Nebraska Offensive MVP. He also has plenty of Nebraska records. He has the single-game receiving yards record by a tight end with 143 last season against Wisconsin. He has a single-season receptions record by a tight end with 38. He has the single-season receiving yards record by a tight end uh, with, with 602 yards in 2021. And last season, he also has the record for 100-yard receiving games by a tight end in a season with two. So, right there, that should that should give you a good picture on the impact that Austin Allen has had at Nebraska and the, the impact he had on that 2021 se- uh, team. Over his career in 2018, he had two receptions for 54 yards. Then in 2019, you start to see the role steadily, steadily increase. 
Seven receptions, 83 yards, one rush for two yards, interestingly enough. Uh, 2020, he had 18 receptions, 236 yards, and a touchdown. And then last year, as the offensive MVP for the team, 38 receptions, 602 yards, and two touchdowns. Coming out of high school, he was a three-star in the 2017 class, the number 812 player in the country, number 38 tight end, and the number one player in the state of Nebraska in that class. But So he's a huge piece, a talented piece, an enormous frame, a an absolute red zone threat um, with his size and, and his length. So Nebraska has to find a way to replace this guy, and that's when they'll turn to Travis Vokalek, a senior out of Springfield, uh, Missouri. Another huge guy. Six foot seven, 260 pounds. Went to Kickapoo High School, which is a fun name. Uh, and initially enrolled at Rutgers. In 2019, he transferred from, from Rutgers to Nebraska. Sat out that 2019 season. Another big frame guy. Uh, in 2017 at Rutgers, he had one reception for 14 yards. 2018, you saw flashes of what he could be. 16 catches, 184 yards, two touchdowns. Then in 2020, nine receptions, 91 yards. And last season, 11 receptions, 127 yards. He's, so he he did not have the feature role as a tight end that Austin Allen had. But he has shown flashes. He showed flashes at Rutgers. He is a good run blocker. They they talk about how good he, he is in the run game with how big he is at six foot seven, two hundred and sixty pounds. Uh, coming in out of the twenty seventeen recruiting class, he was a three star, the number two thousand thirty player in the country, number ninety four tight end, and number twelve player in the state of Missouri. With him trying to fill that Austin Allen role will be Thomas Fidone the second, a redshirt freshman out of Council Bluffs, Iowa. 6'6", 235, another big frame. Uh, highly highly rated player coming out of high school. Uh, Four-star in the 2021 recruiting class. Has not played to this point due to injury. Has not registered stats. But was the number 92 player uh, in, the, in the 2021 class. Number two tight end and the number one player in the state of Iowa. So he's somebody that has the natural talent has the frame to be a threat and help help piece together almost money ball this Austin Allen role because you may not be able to to re- fully replace Austin Allen with one guy but you may be able to 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 somewhat piece together a few guys to kind of fill his many roles next up is Chris Hickman a sophomore of Omaha Nebraska 6 foot 5 215 pounds Bounced back and forth from wide receiver to tight end in his career. 2019, he had a single catch, did not go for any yards. Repeated that performance in 2020. And last year, three receptions for 90 yards. He's a three-star in the 2019 class, the number 445 player in the country, number 18 tight end, and the number two player in the state of Nebraska. He's somebody who has a little bit of experience. You'll see him on the field. I don't expect him to be one of the two feature guys. I expect that to be the first two that we talked about. But with him is a guy like Chan- Chancellor Brewington out of Chandler, Arizona, a senior, six foot three, two hundred twenty pounds. Uh, originally enrolled at Northern Arizona in twenty seventeen, he in his first action at Northern Arizona, thirty one catches, three hundred ninety six yards, two touchdowns. 
2018, 23 catches, 246 yards, and a touchdown. Redshirted in 2019, 2020 uh, did not play. And then 2021 at, at here at Nebraska after transferring uh, to Nebraska, he had three catch, catches for 20 yards and a touchdown. Was a four-star in the 2017 class. Actually, no, he's a three-star in the 2017 class. Excuse me. Number 743 player overall, number 107 wide receiver, and number 13 player in the state of Arizona. But somebody who who has some decent college experience can, again, as you try to piece together the enormous hole that Austin Allen leaves in your in this offensive production from 2021 if you're Nebraska, he could be a guy to keep an eye on. All of these guys... Um, Kind of different skill sets. Uh, a couple really big frames, really big scrawny frame in Chris Hickman, and then kind of a smaller um, guy in Chancellor Brewington. So that's the tight ends room. That's that's the pieces that that the Northwestern linebackers and the DBs will will match up with in the passing game. Now let's move to the running backs, and that's going to be what we talk about next. And we are going to start. With the losses, so did not lose anybody to graduation or to the NFL, but did lose a couple of transfers, and that would be Marvin Scott, the third 5'9", 205-pound running back, transferred to FAU uh, in his two years at Nebraska in 2020. He had 24 rushes for 64 yards, two receptions for 17 yards. Last season, 17 rushes, 66 yards, two touchdowns, and also had a catch for nine yards. Leaving with him is Savion Morrison, a six-foot, 212-pound running back that's transferred to Kansas. Did not record any stats in 2020. 2021, had 30 rushes for 116 yards, a touchdown, three receptions for 13 yards. So between the two of them, you, you lose 47 rushes for 182 yards, three touchdowns, and four catches for 22 yards. Um, not not a lot of production that you have to replace. You've got a lot of guys coming back. And the two that that are generating the most buzz, that this Northwestern run game that struggled mightily in 2021 is going to have to stack up with, uh, is the first being Gabe Irvin, a redshirt freshman out of Buford, Georgia. Six foot, 215 pounds. 2021, he had 37 rushes, 133 yards, two touchdowns. Played in four games, started two of them, but suffered a season-ending injury at number three Oklahoma last year and redshirted the rest of that season. In the 2021 recruiting class, he was a three-star, number 692 player in the country, number 43 running back, and number 61 player in the state of Georgia. The other guy making noise, weirdly enough, and this, this blew my mind of my research a little bit. But we're talking about a school in Nebraska that has two guys who played at the same high school kind of leading the pack, making the most noise in the running back room. And that is Anthony Grant, a junior from Buford, Georgia. Both guys played at Buford High School. 5'11", 200 pounds. Uh, Anthony Grant has had a little more interesting um, road to Nebraska, enrolled at FSU, transferred to New Mexico Military Institute, a junior college, and then has now found his way to Nebraska. 
So at FSU in 2018, he was used primarily as a kick returner. He had 11 returns for 247 yards for a 22.5-yard average. So keep in mind, could be a guy you see in the kick return game. There's plenty of guys that have some experience with that. But his junior college numbers at New Mexico Military Institute are kind of crazy. In 2019, he had 241 rushes for 1,730 yards, 18 touchdowns, and 16 receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown. So, enormous production in uh, in junior college. And, you know, coming out of junior college, he was a three-star, number nine national junior college player in the country, number one junior college running back, and the number two junior college player out of the state of Georgia. I find it interesting that he was rated as a junior college player out of Georgia, even though he played at New Mexico Military Institute. Uh, but coming out of high school, he was a three-star as well. He was the number 403 player in the country, number 17 running back, and the number 43 player in the state of Georgia. But Irvin and Grant are getting the most buzz and getting the most run with the, with the ones so far in fall camp. They will likely be your number one and number two guys out on the field. But you also have a guy with a lot of experience like Ramir Johnson, a sophomore out of Oradell, New Jersey, 5'10", 185 pounds. Uh, in 2019, his first action had 21 rushes for 64 yards and a touchdown, had one reception for 12 yards. 2020, he had eight rushes for 30 yards and a touchdown, Six receptions for 33 yards. And last year, the production spiked partially due to the injury of Gabe Irvin. But he had 112 rushes for 495 yards, four touchdowns, 16 receptions, 197 yards, two touchdowns. Coming out of high school, he was a three-star in the 2019 class, number 434 player in the country, number 32 running back, and number 11 player in the state of New Jersey. He's somebody who, I think, to the surprise of Nebraska fans, has has been passed over by Irvin and Grant, especially with Irvin coming off a season-ending injury last year. But he's somebody that I would expect to see the field. Uh, Brian Applewhite, the running backs coach for Nebraska, has compared him to Brian Westbrook, which is... Um, a pretty unique skill set, kind of smaller guy, can make plays out of the backfield, uh, can an Eagles legend. Um, but so to be, he will be on the field. I'd be shocked if he's not. But the final guy to keep an eye on is Jaquez Yant, a sophomore out of Tallahassee, Florida. Interesting that so many guys from uh, the Southeast found their way to Nebraska. Six foot two, 235 pounds, so a really big back, a bruiser for sure. In 2021, he had 47 rushes for 294 yards and a touchdown, one reception for five yards. So he's not a huge threat in the passing game, but he's a big physical back. He'll probably see him in short yardage, I would imagine. That, that probably fits his skill set the best out of any of these guys, although... Um, Irvin is not a small back by any stretch. In the recruiting class of 2020, he was a three-star, according to 247. I don't believe he was ranked in the 247 composite. He's number 122 running back and the number 249 player 
in the state of Florida. So basically, this is the running back group you're going to see in Dublin. These four guys are going to be the ones to keep an eye on. Uh, Irvin and Grant out the gate. Definitely Ramir Johnson. You, The experience factor will absolutely put him on the field. Same thing with Yant. Uh, Brian Applewhite said he wants to use three backs for sure. So I'd expect to see probably in the first game all four of these guys all have pretty interesting different uh, skill sets. Um, you have Irvin coming off an injury. And then you have... You have Grant, who you've seen handle a ridiculous workload in 12 games of junior college. Uh, And then you have, you finally have the two guys who kind of piece together a decent amount of production last year. Probably about 700, 800 yards between the two of them in Yant and Johnson. I would expect Johnson to probably be used a little more versatile out of the backfield, try to make some plays uh, in the passing game. But these are the faces to know for this this revamped Northwestern front seven, uh, the, the run defense that truly um, it would be hard to take a step back. It would, it would, I would say that it would be difficult to not see improvement. But I do think it is vital for Northwestern to shut down the run and really test these transfer Nebraska quarterbacks, test their chemistry with these receivers and tight ends in the passing game. Are they all on the same page? There's plenty of new faces. There's plenty of guys that don't have a ton of experience and don't have any real live in-game experience with the actual two transfer quarterbacks that will that have a chance to be on the field. I think it'll be very interesting to see how this Nebraska offense matches up with Northwestern. But I think the secondary will be able to handle its business for Northwestern against this group of, of skill position players. It's just a matter of can the front seven step up, show significant improvement, kind of bounce back to that 2020 uh, front seven and be able to shut down the run game. Because if you do that, I think Northwestern will be in this game in Dublin the entire time. No matter what the offense does, I think they can, they can be in the game the entire time. But yeah, that, so we today we talked about the wide receivers, we talked about the tight ends, and we talked about the running backs at Nebraska and kind of guys to keep an eye on in this opener. Who, who are going to be the faces that, that are going to be the biggest threats um, and how, how I think this Northwestern defense can stack up with them. Thank you for listening to the Locked on Northwestern. I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on Twitter at CarterBird13 and on Instagram at CarterBird13 as well. Uh, thank you for making Locked on Northwestern your first listen for anything and everything Northwestern. You can find us wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, really anywhere. Totally free to listen, totally free to subscribe. Uh, YouTube channel, Locked on Northwestern. Subscribe there. Don't miss any of our podcasts, any of our videos. Make sure you are up to date and ready for this 2022 Northwestern season. 
And uh, make sure you stay tuned the rest of this week as we flip sides of the ball and look at that Nebraska defense. Hey, and make sure you know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen. Locked On Big Ten.